0: Hello and welcome to History in Reverse, a father-daughter science fiction podcast. Today we will be discussing two short stories about time travel. The first is The Merchant and the Alchemist's Gate by Ted Chiang. And the second is Star Diaries, The Seventh Voyage by Lem. (laughs) <laughs> welcome to History in Reverse. My name is Caroline. I'm here with my father, Richie. Hello. And we are discussing two short stories, one by Ted Cheng, one of my favorite authors, and one by Lem. Because one of again, my favorite
1: authors. <laughs>
0: <laughs> again, somehow, I have been tricked into reading a Lem story, and man, did it give me a headache. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just to say, um, I don't know, which one should we do first?
0: Um, I read the Alchemist one first. Would you read the...
1: Yeah, so we can start with yeah, that one. Yeah, that one. So, the Ted Chang story is from this, his latest collection called Exhalations. That that's, where,
0: that's where... That's um, where... Oh, no, that's not where Story from Your Life is from. That's from... No,
1: Story of Your Life was the first collection of stories. Right. And this is actually the very first story in it. And um, what can you say? The the one thing about this, this story that I really, really liked was mm-hmm. the, the setting, like the atmosphere. It reminded me mm-hmm. of these 1001 Arabian Nights kind of a story.
0: Oh, definitely. I think right? it was definitely a play on that. I think that right. was intentional. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, do you want to just jump right into the plot and start talking through it?
1: Right. Yeah, let's talk through the plot and uh, many spoilers. So, if you haven't read it, stop listening. Go read the story be, and you really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And then you come back.
0: It's not long. It's really good. Yeah. So, basically, it's set... Oh, I don't know what time period it's set in like... Ancient Middle East, near not, not near,
1: quite, but it's not
0: ancient, but like near past,
1: near past, yeah,
0: yeah. And um, our main character is a merchant, and he meets an alchemist. It's kind of in the <laughs> title, <laughs> <laughs> and he meets an alchemist who has a really neat thing in his shop. So, do you want to describe what he's got?
1: Right. Well, he goes into this shop in in Baghdad. So the two cities are Cairo and Baghdad, and mm-hmm. right, so he's in Baghdad and he's shopping and he sees this shop with these very interesting devices they're very fancy like clockwork type of devices doing all kinds of strange things and he meets the the guy who makes them and he says well you think this is cool but come in the back and i'll show you something really cool Mm -hmm. and what does he says
0: come he says come in the back and i'll show you the plot of the story come here (laughs) (laughs) yeah so he takes him in the back and he shows him these portals
1: right so the first portal is like a smallish portal and um, like puts his hand on one side and nothing happens hand kind of disappears mm-hmm. and then a few seconds later the hand appears on the other side of the portal
0: right and it's like the way and i like how ted chang describes the portals because for at least for me it gave me a very clear image of it it was like a, a metal ring right. kind of on a stand yes. mm-hmm. relatively small so he sticks like you said he sticks his hand through and it takes it's like a few second delay, and then the hand appears on the other side. And the merchant thinks, oh, cool, a magic trick.
1: And the guy says, no, not really. What happens it is. It's this is a, like a five-second gate. If you put your hand in from the right side, let's say, then whatever you put in on the right side will appear five seconds in the future. Mm-hmm. And if you put things from the left side, the thing will appear five seconds in the past. Mm-hmm. And he demonstrates some tricks with with his uh, with this guy with the ring. I think he kind of steals his ring. <laughs> yeah, he reaches his anthem and steals his ring.
0: <laughs> and, and so our our merchant's like, "Oh, neat."
1: And says, "Well," and the guy says, "The alchemists, you know, he tries to kind of explain that it's alchemy, meaning science of and 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 how the time spaces has holes and stuff like that." Yeah, so and
0: the Gibberish, gibberish, tech, 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 tech,
1: tech. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so then he says, but you think this is good, but check out the big gate I have even further back in the store. Mm-hmm. So they go back and he says, this is the 20-year gate. And if you go from the left to right, you, you come out 20 years in the future. Mm-hmm. And if you go from right to left, in theory, you would come out 20 years in the past. However, because I just built this gate here, you cannot go in the past just yet you can only go into the future
0: right because the gate itself is not 20 years old
1: right so if you went you can't go back because there's nowhere to come out of
0: right which is just so trippy
1: <laughs> right <laughs>
0: <laughs> like just thinking about that is just like <laughs> so interesting so the merchant's like oh this is cool and he's like has anyone ever gone through
1: and he says, yes, of course. And, and But he says, well, you just built it, so how could you have gone in the past? He says, well, well, you know, I've, I've only moved to Baghdad and I was in Cairo for the longest time and there's a gate there that my nephew runs the store now and it's there. So let me tell you a story of some people who went through this gate and what happened to them, right? Mm-hmm. So he tells him the story of the fortunate rope maker. Remember mm-hmm. that, one? right? So there was this, yeah. since there was this young man who was a rope maker, and mm-hmm. he came to his store, and he was curious what, bag, uh, what Cairo would look like, you know, 20 years in the future. Mm-hmm. So he just said, okay, i just pop to the gate to the future. And he walked around in Cairo, and was talking to somebody, and he said, oh, yeah, he, he wanted yeah, to he tell he his fortune. No, no, somebody wanted to tell him fortune, his fortune. So he mm-hmm. says, you know, do you want your fortune told? Are you, do, you, do you want to find out if you're going to be wealthy or not? And he says, "Well, how could I ever be wealthy? You know, I'm just a simple uh, rope maker." And says, "Well, but you know, but this guy Hassan, really rich merchant, he started like a as a, as a rope maker. You should go, you know, and mm-hmm. and he realized that the guy had the same name as him. This was his, name. his name. was Hassan, which I was just mm-hmm. so he goes to his house, right." The him, and he rings the door, you know, knocks on the door, or whatever. The guy opens, says, Oh, hi, finally, you finally got here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was expecting you. <laughs> you. Come on in. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, and so they have this like nice little meeting. And like, I guess this kind of starts to get into the time parad- well, paradox ish kind of stuff where like older Hassan knew younger Hassan would come because obviously he had been younger Hassan. Right. And so he gives younger Hassan some, like, business advice.
1: Well, so he, the, 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 I was just looking at this th- today. So what happened was they have dinner and, and stuff, and he tells him, when you go back, you know, when you go to market, like, tomorrow or whatever, make sure to walk on the other side of the street than the one that you usually take. Mm-hmm. Just trust me. Just do it. And he sends him back. And then you'll know when to come back. So, the guy does that and the next day he walks across, you know, and it's like he said, rather than walking on the shady side of the street, he walked on the sun side of the street, which mm-hmm. was hot, right, because it's Cairo, and there was a horse runaway, and it was an accident, and if he had mm-hmm. been on the other side of the street, he would have been injured or killed, mm-hmm. and he wasn't, right, so... He goes. Oh, that's cool. So he went, goes back, and he mm-hmm. gets a little advice about you know what to do, how to run his business, and he becomes more and more successful. And then, there's n- kind of interesting thing that happens where, uh, at one time, he Hassan is in his own time, right, mm-hmm. and he's made some money because he sold some rope or whatever. And he's walking around with a bunch of money in his uh, little uh, money sack and a kid steals it Mm -hmm. and he says wow why wasn't i warned about this so he chases the kid down and he's like you know eventually catches up to him and gets his money back Mm -hmm. so when he goes back to talk to his future self he says why didn't you warn me about this And he says well didn't you enjoy catching the thief and Mm -hmm. he says well yeah actually yes (laughs) i said i didn't want to spoil it and that's a kind of a theme that runs through through this whole the conversations is that they he only reveals some things he doesn't want to Mm -hmm. reveal everything because he doesn't want to spoil the future for him
0: yeah which kind of gets to this theme that we've seen in other stories about the future being fixed
1: yeah this this goes back to stories your life of course right oh yes
0: fantastic theme love it
1: um yeah i got some quotes actually I i want to read in a bit so then he tells him what to find some treasure and, and he finds a treasure becomes kind of rich and, and so on. And, and, and they live happily ever after Mm -hmm. So that was the first story, right? That was the weaver who, uh, so the, that was the fortunate rope maker. Yes. So the second story was something called weaver who stole from himself.
0: Well, so before the second story happens, the the, uh, merchant who's hearing the story from the alchemist is like, that's neat. Like what a great use of this gate. You've made a wonderful invention. And the alchemist is like, well, this doesn't always turn out the best, you know? Like, let me tell you another story. Right. Like, that was a really good example. Let me tell you another one. So then he goes ahead and tells the other one.
1: Right. So this one was kind of similar thing. The weaver, right? Um, how did he come about uh, having some money? I think he discovered the treasure, right?
0: I think, was it the weaver that digs up the money? money. No, the weaver doesn't he steal from himself, right?
1: Well, he steals from himself. If it, Right. So, so, oh, this is what happens, right? So he, the This one confused me. That's right. what I was so, reading. I was okay. confused, yeah. So, yeah. the weaver heard the story of, of, of the rope maker. Right. And he says, oh, well, I wonder if I'm also a big shot in the future. So, he goes into the future and finds that he's not a big shot. Mm-hmm. He's living in the same house he lived when he was 20 years earlier. And so, he goes there. He opens the... His key still opens the door. He goes in the house and... Sees a, like looks under the bed and there's a, a chest full of money.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So he takes it. He steals yeah, from himself. because
0: he thinks, why would I be living like this when I have all this? Like clearly, future me is like just wasting this money. Right. So I'm gonna take it, and right. this is how I'm. You know, I'm gonna use
1: it. Right. Yeah. So he takes it back and he uses it. He became starts living lavishly. You know, he gets to marry the woman that he loves because he has all the money. He's living on a high, and then one day when he gets home, he discovers that his wife was kidnapped.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah, I mean, he he loved her wife, he he loved his wife and and stuff. They basically asked him to pay all the money that he had to get his wife back. Mm-hmm. So what she he did? pay the ransom. Mm-hmm. Right. So he paid the ransom, and he has he has his wife, but no money.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And basically, like his wife was kind of started to get suspicious like this. Where did you get all this money from? And said, did you steal it or something? Mm-hmm. He says, no, 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 it was given to me. But somehow the marriage kind of went off the track and they kind of became a bit of misers. And he knew that his future self would come to get the money. So he started mm-hmm. saving everything. So rather than spending, he would just put everything away. So they lived very poorly, kind of miserably, until his, his future s- self, his, came. His, his past self, rather. Yeah. Came yeah, his
0: his past self came to the future, that was the present, to steal it. <laughs> but yeah, so that so he it's another story of sort of accepting fate. Like he knows that he needs to scrimp and save to fill the chest for right. his future self to get the money so that then or rather his past self Passed to, get the, to get the money. right? So that then he will be able to pay the ransom for his like he he continues willingly continues the cycle.
1: Right. And Which so, right, and then a wife and her lover was kind of back to Hassan, mm-hmm. the first guy, he was the one who dug up the treasure, right? And he was trying to sell a necklace and, and the bandits mm-hmm. who, one of the bandits whose treasure it was, sold him, tried to sell the necklace mm-hmm. and he said, wait a second, you know, we, he, this is the guy that took our treasure, mm-hmm. right? So I
0: forget, so the last story is from, Has- is it Hassan's point of view or it was the merchant's wife? No, for- the,
1: the, the, no it's Hassan still. The, it's the, Hassan, right, it's Hassan's yeah. wife, okay. The, there's one last one, is, is the merchant himself. So, right. So Hassan goes, um, so Hassan's wife from the future, right, when she saw the young man, she says, oh, he's cool looking, I liked him back then, I still like him. Yeah. So she went back through the gate to kind of follow him around and see what he's doing. And mm-hmm. she saw him trying to sell this necklace, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Which was a necklace she had. Which is
1: a necklace she had. And yeah. the, 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 the buyer kind of was not interest was somewhat interested. But then the, mm-hmm. the bandits saw, ab, ab, one of the bandits saw him. So he says, hmm, so they started planning to kind of go after him, right? Mm-hmm. So what she did, since she had the necklace and she went back
0: well, she she pulls it out. So well, no, Hassan no, she she
1: actually got yet another copy of herself, right? So she mm. she went back to her time. They went forward uh, to get herself twenty years hands. So there were yes. so there were yes. two of them that showed up at the market when Hassan showed up trying to sell the necklace, and they said, "Look, this is like a necklace anybody can make. That there are tons of them. I have one. I have one."
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's very clever.
1: And and. Uh, So, the merchant wouldn't buy it and while the leader of the bandage was there as well and he saw this and it said to the other guy, his little minion saying, Oh, you idiot. (laughs) You thought it was one of those necklaces. So, he wasn't able to sell it. Totally worthless, yes. (laughs) So, then the the, the middle lady Mm -hmm. decided to seduce uh, Hassan. Young Hassan. Young Hassan, right. Yes. And she was disappointed. because she remembered when she married him as he was much better uh, lover so mm-hmm. she trained him she yeah basically <laughs> <laughs> very clever use the gate right yeah. so and tha- then so that what was that story so-, so the merchant who was the like the narrator of the story his wife mm-hmm. um, was killed in the building collapse in Baghdad mm-hmm. right yes and so he said i wish i could go back and see her or prevent it or something. Mm-hmm. So the guy said, well, you know, you can try, but you can't change the the future or the past. But he tries anyway. So he goes to Cairo. Right. Fr- so he can't,
0: so he can't even try from Baghdad because the gate is too new.
1: Right. 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 He
0: can't go, he can't go far enough back. Right. So he has to travel to Cairo to use that gate.
1: Right. So he goes to Cairo and he goes through a gate. And it's twenty years earlier, and it's before the time his uh, earthquake and happened, and and the house collapsed, right? So mm-hmm. he's trying to make it to Baghdad from Cairo, and everything goes wrong.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> everything does go wrong. Yes, he's coming back from Cairo, and everything does go wrong. But they had like a sandstorm.
1: Right. He he tra- the, he, he The caravan was delayed for this. The dot, caravan the
0: is slow. They. He tries to go off on his own, and he runs out of water, and he has to go back.
1: Yeah. He got robbed. Yeah. He has no money. So eventually he makes it to Cairo, but it's too late, right? The, the, ax, the, the building had just collapsed and his wife just died. So the only thing that happens is that he speaks to somebody who saw his wife uh, just before she died. And I think we, I think we forgot to say that, that before he left for his trip, the business trip went, or, or the day that this happened, he had like an argument with her in the morning or something. Yeah. And, and kind of they left in a tiff. Mm-hmm. And there was a person there who was like a nurse or something, who was in the hospital when she died, and said she had a message for you. She said that you know the time she spent with you were the happiest times of her life, mm-hmm. or some something like that. something very very kind of nice. So he mm-hmm. felt slightly better.
0: Yeah. So I forget at the end of the story, and I don't have. I, guess I, I have, have it here yeah. on my phone he's telling this whole he's he himself the merchant is telling this whole story to to someone else
1: he's talking to the sultan right so he's basically by the time he got from cairo to baghdad he has no money he's got nothing Mm -hmm. and and he's 20 years back in the past right
0: so at the end he's he's telling the sultan because he wants he wants to, doesn't he offer help to the sultan? Doesn't he say something like, I can tell you things that are going to happen?
1: Right, yeah, I, I can kind of help you with uh, some decisions and stuff, but he said, so the, the last sentence of the story is, nothing erases the past. There is repentance, there is atonement, and there is forgiveness. That is all, but that is enough. In other words, he thought that, that his wife was angry at him or something, and but she wasn't. Mm-hmm. And the other uh, quote that I like, which goes back to this idea of, of past and the future being the same mm-hmm. or oh, unchangeable, it says past and the future are the same and we cannot change either only know them more fully. My journey to the past had changed nothing, but what I had learned had changed everything.
0: Oh yeah, that was yeah. a good line. So what I what I find interesting about Ted Chang's stories that are like this, and he obviously really likes this theme right. because he can't he can't stop the story stories of
1: it. my life was exactly this the right same exactly
0: thing, right? and it's beautiful it's a beautiful theme it's a kind of comfortable theme because time travel isn't real as so far mm-hmm. so it's a nice comforting way to kind of explore with your reader that like you know f- things happen for a reason or there there is a fate that kind of thing mm-hmm. but what I find interesting is that like in other time travel stories Time travel is actually possible, and you can actually change, you know, you can have effects on the timeline and, you know, create multiple timelines or whatever it is you do. Right. Ted Chang's answer to that paradox is to say, no, you can't. Right. <laughs> Ted Chang's solution is to say, nope.
1: Nope.
0: <laughs> nope. Nope. It's fixed. Sorry. Ooh. Nope. You can't. No paradoxes. None allowed. Because, like, the, you know, Hassan character is the kind of character that like when he learns about his future will do all the things to get there but the other guy the thief easily could have decided after ransoming his wife you know could have decided you know i'm not gonna i'm gonna try to change the timeline i'm not gonna save all this money mm-hmm. and see what happens and you know who knows what would have happened in a science fiction context there but he didn't he just kind of accepted that that yeah i think
1: happen. that was a conversation that the merchant had with the alchemist where he said Well, you know, if I know that I'm going to be alive 20 years from now, right, you know, because I step through the gate and see myself, you know, then I'll be taking all kinds of crazy risks. Right, because
0: I know I'm going to, yeah, that was a good point.
1: The the, the alchemist says, yeah, but maybe somebody who thinks like that would not be alive 20 years (laughs) from now. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
0: You know what this reminds me of, too? uh, Did you ever read the story, August Heat?
1: Um, I don't think so.
0: It's a very short story, but it deals with this concept of fate. and. Oh, no, I think I did, I
1: did read it. I vaguely remember it. Yeah,
0: yeah it deals with the same concept. For listeners, if you read Augustine, I'm sure it's available online. It's like a few pages long. It's really interesting. Uh, but we did not read that story for this podcast? What is the second story we read?
1: <laughs> okay. Oh,
0: do you want me to try to describe the second story we read for this podcast? Okay, so, so,
1: yeah, <laughs> let let me give you just the background information. So the... The second story is is there's a collection of stories called star diaries that lem wrote over many years so i think the earliest is from early 50s mm-hmm. and uh, the most recent one was like in the early 70s and they have this character named Ion t here mm-hmm. uh, who's um, kind of bumbling space traveling guy
0: mm-hmm.
1: a lot of these stories were kind of mostly uh, some some people said that they're like in in, in the Spirit of Gulliver's Travels.
0: Yeah, I could see that, yeah.
1: Because each story it's like a, there's different voyage and, and stuff, and different things happen to him. Some of them are very political, mm-hmm. you know, poking fun at, at uh, communists, for example. And in the, in the way. actually, there's one story that you can interpret today that's like, He describes like two different planets when one is clearly Republican and one is clearly (laughs) Democrat, you know, like to the extreme. And it's it's, Mm -hmm. we should probably read it at some point. So, it's he's not serious. It's not a serious character. It's not trying to be a serious story, but he makes some interesting points. So, this particular story was was kind of a farce, I thought.
0: Oh, my God. It hurt my head so much.
1: (laughs) So, tell us what happened.
0: So, the basic plot is that our intrepid space traveler is on his little rocket going someplace and the rudder on his rocket breaks which is so do do spaceships have rudders (laughs) (laughs) so the rudder breaks and he's like oh i gotta fix that otherwise i can't navigate but then he's like oh no it takes two people to fix it. Like the way to use the tool, you need two people, which seems like a very flawed design. Well, he said,
1: it's like, you know, you, you can't reach around the, the whatever, rudder to, to to tighten the bolt. It's like, did you, uh, and, and like when he tries to fix it, he loses one of his tools. Which, yeah. rather than flying off into space, starts orbiting his yeah. his rocket.
0: <laughs> and he what does he th- he throws like a sirloin steak at some point too. Yeah. That starts orbiting the rocket. <laughs> this is so funny. And then he the- s-
1: sits and calculates the eclipse times for. <laughs> yes,
0: he does. The language is also like really good. Like the I'm assuming it was translated right from yeah. the Polish. Yeah. The, the translation is excellent. It really is. So he's got this problem. This rudder's broken. He can't navigate his ship, and he can't do it by himself. He can't fix it. So, he ends up accidentally encountering these, like, time vort- right.
1: vortices. So, so he, he winds up being in this weird region of space where there's not too many planets where he could, like, call for help, call, mm-hmm. call AAA or whatever, whatever you call. <laughs>
0: Can't get any signal out there. Yeah. Right.
1: And there's these vortices that, that like, distort space. Mm-hmm. And his rocket starts f- falling into them. Yes. So what happens? So on Monday he this happens and then <laughs> he goes to sleep after trying different things mm-hmm. and then what happens?
0: And he gets woken up by someone shaking him awake and the person's like, "Wake up, wake up." And he's like, "I must be dreaming because I'm alone on this rocket. therefore you' are a dream and I am tired, so I'm not getting up." And he's shit and this man is shaking him and this man's like he's like, "Oh you fool like you've got to get up, you've got to get up." And he's like, no, you're a dream. I'm not losing any beauty sleep. I am staying asleep. And he goes back to bed. <laughs> and then it turns... I forget what the exact next step is. The next day is Tuesday. Right. And he... Is that when he realizes that there's the time paradoxes. It gets so confusing.
1: Right. He realizes that he sees... He, he, says, he sees my- himself
0: making an egg. Right. Yeah. He sees He sees himself... Cooking uh, breakfast, oh, but one thing he realized about the man from the night before was that it was himself, right? Because he recognized his face, but he figured it was a dream because of that. He's like, "I'm obviously I'm dreaming about. I'm having a weird dream because it's it's me shaking me awake, so it can't right. it can't be real." And then the next day, he s- sees like a flash, like a moment of himself making eggs at the stove, and but it goes away. And then I think he begins to unpack that. Oh, a, a book hits him. That's what happens. the 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 rocket the rocket is like going into these vortexes vortices and they it like shakes the rocket shakes a lot and all the books and papers he has in this future rocket go flying around the room and a like a copy of a physics book like hits him in the face and he like opens it and reads it and realizes that there's some kind of time paradox happening and that's what he's seeing himself in, in the future and in the past
1: Basically. right from like different days
0: from a few days yeah and so then, on tuesday when he realizes this he sees his monday self sleeping and he goes over to try to shake his monday self awake cos figures his, two
1: people can go fix the rudder.
0: right he's like this is great i have two people and he tries to shake his monday self awake and his monday self is like no no this is a dream <laughs> <laughs> And the shenanigans just spiral out of control.
1: Right. Then there's the Wednesday self and the, mm-hmm. then so they have a fight. Like somebody gets banged in the face and he's in the bathroom.
0: There's like, they start to be violent with each other. And then there's more and more of them. And then eventually they get to a point where they're, they're sort of starting to talk about working together. And then they, but he realizes that there's only one spacesuit, So he needs to not only duplicate himself in time, but he needs to duplicate the spacesuit. Right. Which just leads to all kinds of chaos. Right, because
1: he's, he tries to put in a spacesuit, and, and his next day self says, This doesn't work. See, I don't have a spacesuit. Yeah. So I should put a spacesuit on and then start fighting over it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then a, a few, it's so, so interesting to me that he uses days of the week to distinguish. Right. Like as if days of the week will still exist, like as if those will still be around, like in the far distant future on rockets. But, but I mean,
1: like, you can have a, cl- a clock, right? So
0: Yeah. So, eventually, he hits so many dense vortexes. Vortices. How do you say Vortices. it? Vortices. Vortices. He has so many of them. He duplicates so much that, like, the rockets, like, packed with people. And this is my favorite part of the story. Because they, like, elect a committee. <laughs> <laughs> They like, fix this one very small problem. They like elect a committee. They start to nominate people. So Some of them have spacesuits. Some of them don't. They start to nominate the people who are going to go out and fix the rudder uh, and all these things. But in the meantime, they keep hitting more vortices, and people are appearing and disappearing.
1: Right. <laughs> so before
0: they can go fix it, they disappear, and then they have to do it again. They have to restart the elections. They have to rewrite the bylaws at one point. like <laughs> They couldn't get a quorum at one point. Like, it was so it was so funny. I loved it. <laughs> uh, but then the story kind of fixes itself. Do you remember how, how it right, so was? Right, so I
1: think at one point he finally wakes up. There's this only him. Yep. And uh, it appears the rocket has been fixed. Mm-hmm. Right? And he's kind of confused. And then he notices the spacesuit. What did he notice about the spacesuit? Uh,
0: the spacesuit was in the hallway on the floor. It was by, it was by the opening hatch on the floor. Right. So what had happened was some of his duplicates became like, started to be really old, but also some of his duplicates started to be really young and there were children in the crowd. And so what he figures out is that the children had snuck off and two of them had gotten into the one spacesuit, gone out and fixed the rudder and then come back in. And then, you know, he was able to continue on. <laughs> so the children are our future. That's the theme of this story. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, he does that a lot in the stories where he makes uh, crazy fun out of um, like political organizations, basically, you know, where, where people mm-hmm. argue about stuff.
0: That was the greatest. I love that. <laughs> 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 so, I mean, I think one of the interesting things about lem so you you were talking about the, the setting of the first of the chang story mm-hmm. i thought the setting really gave this the alchemist story a lot of vividness i guess right. a lot like right. i could i could see a lot of what he was describing because of the setting because of the time period because of the locations and it was unique you know a lot of our science our classic science fiction stories take place in like generic space right um and kind of I think lack a thickness to them. They're kind of thin in that way. Hmm. So the Lem story which took place in kind of generic space, I think it was a really fun concept. It was really funny. If it was like a more modern story, it was written in like the two thousands. I think it would for it to stand out it would need something like what the Chang story has. Like it would need some kind of setting or more characterization. Or something like that well
1: again you have to look at it this is a story of a collection about this character and he kind mm-hmm. of has all kinds of crazy adventures Star diaries I've read it the first time I've read it I was like 12 years old mm-hmm. so I read some I don't believe that particular story was in there but he's got these stories where he goes on a hunt on a planet where the way you hunt this uh, wumpus mm-hmm. you have to get eaten by it so oh
0: god <laughs>
1: so basically you have to smear <laughs> yourself with honey and carry a bomb and you hope you get swallowed by one so you can then set off the bomb and that's art. oh my goodness and well
0: the, i guess the lem story also has a more kind of whimsical yeah it's like a, it's, we've talked about this before it's kind of like a fairy tale
1: yeah it's it's not quite like the the ones that we did siberia were very hairy fairy tales this is this is very similar I think of it as Gulliver Travels, but he uses that character in some insane things, right? Mm-hmm. So he's got a couple other time travel-related stories along those lines, like there's one with, with the same guy where he comes from the future to himself mm-hmm. and hires himself to, read, to, to lead the project, large project to fix history.
0: Oh, gosh. <laughs> so
1: he goes to the future to, to, to lead this project, and when people mess up, they get exiled in the past mm-hmm. right so like one of the guys who messed up was this guy named lenny da vinci
0: wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so clever you know and and stuff that.
1: like that and it says because he killed the dinosaurs or something yeah so oh <laughs> and of course it's it, it's like any large project and or any organization it has become a total mess so that that's like one thing
0: well i think both these stories Maybe fairy tale is the wrong way to describe it, but I think both these stories have a kind of whimsical element to them, that's kind of more on a uh, more on a fantasy kind of spectrum than necessarily right. a science fiction kind right. of spectrum. I mean, this is a conversation if it's ongoing. Is what's the difference between fantasy and science fiction? Right.
1: That, like I said, the Chang story is very much like the One Thousand and One Arabian Nights kind of a. Flavor, right, but right. the
0: LEM story is a lot like Gulliver's Travels, right? right. So they both have these kind of, And they absolutely, I completely agree. They both have these kind of older literary roots mm-hmm. in, in the style. And I think that's I think that's interesting, especially considering how far apart they are written. Right. Because right, when was... You said Star Diaries was when? And
1: 50s? 50s, 60s, 70s. So right, this
0: and Exhalations came out...
1: Last year or two years ago. Or...
0: Yeah. And they both kind of pull on... Those roots, I think that I think it's really interesting.
1: So it's like think think of the time time stories that we've read, right? So we has the classic time machine, mm-hmm. which only has to do with going into the future. All these zombies, which is completely insane. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 and, uh, and then there's Ted Chang, who's kind of nice, and he says, "Timeline change? Nope.
0: No." No, no time change. No time change. <laughs> it's an, it's definitely interesting the different. Kind of experiences you get from the different time travel stories. You know, I think Time Machine, at least for me, was very anxiety producing because he goes to the, he does this thing no one else has done. No one knows where he is. Right. He's got no help and he gets stuck. Right. I think a lot of time travel stories, uh, like movies and and TV shows, episodes of TV shows and things like that, the threat of getting stuck is kind of the big thing a lot of times like how the drama right. is produced right. it's kind of a cheap drama you know very deep or anything like that uh,
1: did you read michael Crichton's timeline
0: no i don't think so
1: so that that's his time travel story you, mm-hmm. it's it's somebody called it it's jurassic park with knights oh cool because they go back into the <laughs> i the read mid- jurassic park <laughs> well they go back into middle ages and and they have to kind of avoid having a head chopped off by knights mm-hmm well, huh. so
0: I guess there's sort of like, because I was gonna get to a question. So there's like this, like the time machine, though it's about time travel, has a pretty linear story, right? And has like a regular kind of story arc, right? Like there's a build up to a climax, there's a falling action, there's like this the, that kind of thing. Then you have stories like the like Star Diaries, that d- it doesn't really follow a, a classic story arc. It's just like funny and entertaining, right? And just the kind of just resolves because the story has to end, right? Yeah. Like there's no the character doesn't do anything to earn that that resolution. It just kinda of does. And then you have things like Ted Chang stories that are very nice because they like make you feel good because of like this almost like the safety and the stability of the timeline. Then you have the same kind of concept, but in like all you zombies, where you feel kinda of out of control because of that structure. And I guess my ultimate question is like which is the best one? Like, which is the best time travel story? Well, I mean, story?
1: It, there isn't a best one. It just depends what you, what you like, right? I mean, you have to build up tension in a story, right? So that something, so it moves forward and, and, and you get engaged in it. Like the other one that I w- wanted us to read at some point is the Doomsday Book, which is traveling mm-hmm. back to the time of um, the plague. And that's kind of fun and interesting. And it mm-hmm. But it's, it's like a classical kind of a story where the person gets stuck in, 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 mm-hmm. uh, in the past and they have to kind of figure out. And this is Connie Willis, w- Connie Willis. And she has another one called, um, which is more lighthearted, uh, but traveling to, it's like a, to Jane Austen's time and doing that kind mm-hmm. of a, it's called To Say Nothing of a Dog.
0: Oh, yes. I've heard of that. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's interesting to, because they're all time travel stories, mm-hmm. right? We did a bunch of time travel stories to compare them and to think about the different ways time travel is used. You know, obviously it's a personal choice what you think the best one is. The correct answer is Ted Chiang's versions. Uh, that's the <laughs> correct answer. <laughs> if you thought something else, you're wrong. Because I, I think in terms of like what you're teaching the audience or like what the audience is learning from consuming your story, your movie, your show. I think getting stuck in the past is just kind of a like a cheap plot device, right? But I think the teaching the concept that the timeline is set is really interesting.
1: But like, you know, if you look at back to the future movies, right? So the timeline yeah. is not set, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And nowadays uh,
0: But that gives me so much anxiety to watch. <laughs> right? Like <laughs> Which is fine. I mean, that's one way to build tension in a story is to make your viewer uncomfortable in a way. Right. But I guess it's like, what's like the theme you're taking away from it? You know, the theme you're taking away from Back to the Future is the timeline isn't stable and you can change things.
1: You can go back and change things.
0: I mean, I guess the, the theme in those kind of stories is like, be thankful for what you have. Because you never, like once you change it, you'll, you'll realize how much you've lost. That's that kind of theme in that sort of story.
1: Mm-hmm. Actually, so one what, what other thing I meant, wanted to mention, so regarding the Lem story, remember mm-hmm. there was an episode of Star Trek Voyager where they also fell into some kind of strange vortex where mm-hmm. they were like 10 different times throughout the ship?
0: Yes, the uh, it's late. It's in like season six or seven. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that episode because that when I was a kid, uh, I had not remembered the first few seasons of Star Trek, mm-hmm. of Voyager. Mm-hmm. And there was that character Seska, the Cardassian. Right. Do you remember her? Vaguely. She she's only in season one, and when the ship splits into different timelines, she appears. And I, as a kid, asked you, "I'm like, who is that?" <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, "She was a character from earlier on." <laughs> <laughs> Rewatch the show, Caroline. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that was. Uh, there's been tons of time travel episodes in, in Star Trek.
1: There was a recent episode of Orville, you know, mm-hmm. which which you haven't watched, where they got stuck back in time. Mm-hmm. They traveled back in time to fix something, and um, to go forward, they actually got very clever because they they got back in time and the time machine broke.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. So the guy who's the engineer says, "Listen, we can just use the time dilation principle of Einstein. We go very close to the speed of light." time will slow down and we can, you know, if we time it properly, we'll wind up in the future at the right point without oh having goodness. to winning special. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my goodness.
1: This is, remember, um, Return from the Stars was kind of based on that, right? Mm-hmm. right because when you travel close to the speed of light, the t- time slows down on the spaceship compared to the Earth. So.
0: Which is still a concept i'll never understand <laughs> i've tried i've tried to understand time dilation but i don't and that's okay <laughs> right oh do you remember the in the original star trek they went they went what was the episode where they go in the past and they save whales or something
1: that was one of the movies oh <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> now that's a good use of time travel saving the whales
1: <laughs> <laughs> i guess the only other thing i, I should mention that I, I if i remember i'll include the link in the show notes is somebody actually produced a play based on the story of uh, Lem story Mm -hmm. and it's available on YouTube. It's like a 30-minute video.
0: Oh, I gotta Uh, watch it. About uh, this particular story, this specific one? It's exactly this story. Oh my god, that's so great.
1: (laughs) You open it and it says, you know, the first sign it says Monday.
0: <laughs> oh my god, that's fantastic.
1: It's called the seventh voyage of Egon T. <laughs> <laughs> so what are
0: we uh, are we gonna continue with time travel stories or do you wanna shift gears?
1: We can shift gears. I, I, I wouldn't mind. Um, do you want to do the Beck Chambers book? Psalm for the Well Built. Wild build? Yes.
0: Psalm, Psalm for the Wild Built. I'm yes. gonna have to practice saying yeah. that one. Yeah, because you mentioned that to me, and it did sound really interesting. Yeah, maybe I'll get uh, that as,
1: as an audiobook so I can listen to it.
0: Uh, yeah, so we can do that. I think that would be great. Cause just you described the plot to me, and it sounded mm-hmm. really good. So I'd like to do that one. And maybe and then it's we short. can. Yeah, it's it's
1: short. Maybe you can then we can maybe do Tempest and and uh, Forbidden Planet.
0: Yes, I think that you would be great.
1: You haven't seen Forbidden Planet, have you?
0: No, I've read the Tempest. Well, but yeah, I haven't seen it. <laughs> I was an English major. They did make me read the Shakespeare. Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be really good. Well, I mean, well, I guess one other question is just in terms of the time travel stories. Mm -hmm. How do you think the time travel, like the older time travel stories, have aged in terms of like how, because how time travel stories are told taught now, or told. Well, what
1: happened was after, after a time machine of H.G. Wells kind of became a trope. You know, Mm -hmm. this going back in time, or in the future, and something. Goes wrong and and then you have a hard time tra- coming back. Uh, you know, there's a sequel to Time Machine that somebody wrote.
0: Oh yeah, you told me about that. Yeah, and
1: and it goes into this multi multiverse kind of a thing. Oh god. <laughs> so, <laughs> well,
0: but- I'm curious. I wonder if H. G. Wells, like, you know, when he imagined Time Machine, and it was like the first real time travel story, like straight up time travel. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he thought about things like you know changing the past because he didn't write about changing the past right. and then going to the future he only wrote about going to the future right so it's almost like two different concepts like they're both time travel but changing the timeline is kind of its own concept it's interesting to me it doesn't me how that's kind of spiraled out and how it's interpreted in so many different ways and i think it's a really great area for like stories to push themes i guess and like lessons because time travel is currently impossible so there is no answer
1: well technically you know we're traveling in time uh forward one second per second so
0: fair enough (laughs) 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 technically speaking
1: yes
0: (laughs) so okay is that is is everything yeah Okay, all right. Well, thanks for joining us at History in Reverse. Keep an eye out for our next episode, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.
1: Bye. I'm recording now, so this, this will be the outtake. Hello, welcome to the outtake.
0: Oh, we planned our outtake in advance. We're very, very professional podcasters. That's
1: right. <laughs> we were going to do one book, but apparently we switched timelines along the way. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, we were going to do Three Body Problem, and I gave it a good college try. I did. I read the first two or three chapters, and uh, it was too long.
1: Uh, you should use Charles's <laughs> rule to do 100 pages. but Oh, jeez. But I read
0: a lot at work, so it's hard for yeah, me to read yeah. long things.
1: No, it's all right. It's fine. So instead, we decided to do something else, mm-hmm. and we picked um, two short stories. Yeah. Anyway, and, and you said, next thing you want to do a book by Becky Chambers that I just read called yeah. Sound for the Well-Built, which is good. I, I really enjoyed it, so I think it would be fun to read it.
0: Yeah, you told me about it, and I've been thinking about it since then. So mm-hmm. I think since I've I've thought about it multiple times, I probably should read it at this point. <laughs>
1: So, what other thing I, I I thought we would 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 want to do um, like a movie and uh, and text I want to do the Tempest by Mister Shakespeare, famous science fiction mm-hmm. writer. Yeah. And there's a movie called *The Forbidden Planet*, which is based on it.
0: Oh, interesting! I would like to. Do, I love the Tempest.
1: Yeah, and I uh, so we can probably do Becky Chambers first. Well, whatever. Yeah, anyway. well. well. :'ll We'll, we'll, do fi- we'll figure it out.: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll figure out our schedule.) <laughs>